the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. You're very welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cudahy with you until 7 o'clock. It is that time of the week for The Hard Shoulder Health Check. Joining me this week, Yasmin Ismail, the consultant, plastic reconstructive and aesthetic surgeon in the Beacon Hospital. And we're going to talk a little bit about skin cancer. Yasmin, how prevalent is skin cancer in Ireland? Thank you for asking me to come along, Kieran. Skin cancer is prevalent generally in the Western world, but in Ireland there's approximately 1,000 cases per month of skin cancer. Now, that incidence is set to rise and most likely double by 2040. Um, We're also finding that the incidence is rising in younger people now as well. Why will it double by 2040? I think it's a combination of things. I think pre-pandemic, there has been a lot of people going on regular multiple foreign holidays every year, so increased sun exposure. I think even when we're at home in our back gardens or, you know, we're lying on the balcony or on the beach, we're exposing ourselves and not taking enough precautions. We also forget that when we're out and about, for example, in a soft rooftop car, we're we're exposed to the sun or an outdoor shopping centre. And finally, sun tanning beds have also increased the risk of of skin cancer. Does the Irish complexion make us a little bit more susceptible? Absolutely. So genetics plays quite a, a big role. So if you're somebody of Celtic origin where you've got fair skin, freckles, light hair, you know, sort of um, blonde hair and pale eyes, you are at much higher risk compared to someone who has a darker complexion. People with darker complexions are still at risk of skin cancer, but they have a much lower incidence. And what causes it, like this exposure to the sun, like on its own, is that enough? Or is it the sun causing damage to the skin and and that leads to cancer? What's the the, the process? So the, the essential process is skin damage to the skin. So we all know that our cells in the body constantly repair themselves, and that includes the skin. And when these processes go wrong by, for example, sun damage due to sun exposure, you get uncontrolled growth and you get a collection of abnormal cells forming. And these most often form in sun-exposed areas. And that can lead to precancerous lesions or frank skin cancer. And it's also important that it's the number of sunburns that are important, blistering sunburns that lead to sun damage. So if you have had sun damage when you were a child, it's cumulative as you get older. And, I mean, when you talk about blistering and sunburn, it, like a sun tanning, like people who go out and they want to get a nice brown sheen to the skin, is that actually damaging the skin as well? Indeed, that is damaging it. There is no such concept as a healthy tan. So most of the Celtic population, and certainly in Ireland, will either burn or tan minimally. And that is a great recipe for sun damage. So actually, there is no concept as a healthy tan. The most important thing is to protect your skin. Because there'll be a lot of people now as the the weather heats up, uh, particularly hot today, and now I know it's going to get a bit miserable over the the coming weekend, (laughs) but there there should be a few more sunny days between uh, here and the autumn. I mean, what should people be doing? So people should 
would be doing a combination of things. Wearing sunscreen is very important, but it's important to remember that it does not protect your skin 100%. So you want to get a broad-spectrum sunscreen that covers you against ultraviolet A and ultraviolet B. So the broad spectrum will cover you with an SPF, and that will protect you against ultraviolet B. And the ultraviolet A, which is normally denoted by a number, for example, 4 plus, will cover you against ultraviolet A. So broad spectrum sunscreen. Other things that you should be doing is essentially avoiding being in the midday sun between 10 o'clock and about 4 o'clock. Uh, especially between March to September. Also important to wear a wide-brimmed hat that protects your face, your ears, your scalp and your neck, um, and wear sunglasses. And also remember that children are, are at particularly high risk, so babies under six months should not be in the sun, they should be kept in the shade, and children should also be wearing sunscreen and taking those precautions. And remember that sunscreen itself will need to be reapplied every two hours or so. And if you towel-dry yourself or if you go into the sea, then you need to reapply it again. I'm, I'm conscious that a lot of people listening, and probably like me, Yasmin, they slap a bit of sunscreen on in the morning and the usual places, and they don't think anything else of it. And then I had a very sobering moment last year after a sunny day when I was scratching the top of my head and I thought, God, that feels a little bit sore. And I realised my hair was possibly a little thinner than it used to be. And so uh, the, the broad-brimmed hat has, has uh, come into its own uh, since then. When, if we fast forward then a few years, maybe, and, and, and people do have a problem, whether it's through sunburn and sun damage or whatever it happens to be, how does skin cancer generally manifest itself or present itself? So there are, there are various types of skin cancer. So we try and talk about them either as non-melanoma skin cancer or melanoma skin cancer. But as a sort of broad um, category, the most commonest ones are non-melanoma skin cancer. So basal cell carcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma. Now, what they might present as is a little sore or an ulcer or a crust that just fails to heal or a little nodule. But the bottom line is they fail to heal. Um, you might also get change in a mole. So it might change in size or shape or color. It might become like a nodule or it might be painful or bleeding. And these are all signs that you need to go and see your doctor with a view to having it further investigated. Uh, should people listening to this, maybe who have a mole on a, maybe a, a hand or a neck or, or face or somewhere that is kind of consistently exposed to sunlight, have it removed in advance as a preventative measure? I wouldn't generally recommend having it removed in advance as a preventative measure, but what I would say is to keep it under observation and if you get any changes, then approach your doctor. So if it's been there for the last 15 years and nothing has changed, absolutely protect it against further sun exposure. But if you notice any change, any of the mentioned changes, then certainly approach your doctor with a view towards getting that investigated. However, in saying that, if you're worried about it and it's still a mole that's not changed, you can go and get advice from your doctor or a specialist. Uh, and I assume, Yasmin, that the, the advice uh, when it comes to skin cancer is the same as the advice it is when it comes to so many other issues in health. Like early detection is key? Absolutely. So the vast majority of skin cancers 
um, over 90% are curable. And in fact, if, if we're picking up a melanoma, that could be life-saving for anyone. But the flip side is true. Um, you, you know, with adequate precautions, we can actually prevent over 90% of them as well. Oh, wow. Okay. So you could, you, you, you could, or we could collectively significantly reduce that incidence rate with, with proper precaution. Absolutely. And the, the other thing to remember is that not only do we need to take precautions when the sun is out and shining and it's the summer, you have ultraviolet A and ultraviolet B throughout the whole year. So it's important to take precautions if you're susceptible to skin cancer and you fit that category. And if people are unfortunate enough not to be able to avoid it and maybe they have presented at their GP with some of those initial uh, symptoms that you've described, what is the treatment? So the treatment initially is to be referred to a specialist firstly. Secondly, most doctors will probably want to take a biopsy to see which type of skin cancer it is if it's not obvious, which it sometimes isn't. And then you might require further removal of that skin cancer with a safety margin to make sure the whole thing is taken out. And in some types of skin cancer, like melanoma, you might also be offered um, lymph node biopsy sampling Hmm. to detect if there's been any, uh, any of the cancer spread to the lymph nodes. Okay, so that will, I suppose, detect how, how bad the problem is or how widespread it is. And from absolutely. there? Absolutely. And from there, then, the, the, the treatment? The treatment um, is a combination of surgery in most cases, and that can be curative. But for a small percentage of individuals where that may unfortunately not be the case, we, you might need to consider um, treatment with uh, radiotherapy or oncology. Okay, but as they said, and as you said quite clearly, a lot of this can be prevented Absolutely. with just, uh, I suppose, a sensible approach to the sun, uh, particularly when we're younger and maybe we've a, a bit more of a relaxed attitude to problems Absolutely. that may appear down the line. Um, Yasmin, it's been a really interesting speaking to you and we appreciate your time here on The Hard Shoulder. Thank you very much for having me. Yasmin Ismail, consultant plastic reconstructive and aesthetic surgeon in the Beacon Hospital. That is our lot for today's edition of The Hard Shoulder. My thanks to everybody who got in touch. Thank you to the production team, as always. Off the ball, they're up next. And I'll be back tomorrow from four. Have a good one.